Welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, new. Hello, welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium, episode number six. Yes, ranking all of the Roman Emperors from Augustus to Augustus, and we're back after a two-week holiday. Two-week holiday? No, well, work. Work experience. Work experience. Work research. How was your cruise? It, uh, the work research was good, ignoring the cruise. Um, mm. Like I posted, I had to interview one emperor. Yes, you saw Augustus. I did. I met him in the in the flesh-ish. And where, whereabouts were you? It was in uh, Gijon, Spain. It's in Spain. <laughs> In Spain. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So. And uh, I'm sure you'll put on the, the recording later on if I, I recorded something. Yes. To prove I was working. Yes, Jamie has recorded his his memoirs. Mem all two of them. All, all two memories from that holiday. <laughs> I'm sure we'll put it on at the end. It's a lot of cocktails. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. It's time to finish the Julii Claudio. It's the last one. Yes. So, I mean, this is the end of the family tree. Yes, no more family tree. And to Aww. be honest, it doesn't get very family tree from now on. Really? A bit no. disjointed. Yeah, so that's it for the big sprawling family trees for a while. That's good. It's quite, it took quite a long time to draw them, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are doing Nero today. So, let's jump right into it. He was born near Rome on the 15th of December, 37 CE. Suetonius goes into a lot of detail about the birth of Nero. He says he was born just as the sun rose so that its beams touched him before they could well reach the earth. Wow, that, sound, that sounds like Suetonius quite liked him. Yeah, well, he, he, likes, Golden boy. he likes being poetic to Suetonius. Yes. I do love Suetonius. <laughs> I'm going to be sad when he goes. Right, Nero wasn't called Nero, as we covered last week. He was called Lucius Domitius Hennobarbus. I'm not writing that down. No, don't write Luci I'll, call I'll call it Lucius Hell. Yeah, Hennobarbus means redhead. Oh. Or ginger beard, or, or whatever. Oh, do you have a beard? Um, no, oh. but the Ahenobarbians, mm. Barbii, um, were, were famed for having big red beards. Would that have been unusual, Italy? Because you imagine, like, Italians or that area of Mediterranean being quite dark, darker skin, yeah, I, darker hair. I think it was slightly unusual, but like today, you don't see many people ginger beards, unlike yourself. Well, it's strawberry blonde, Rob. <laughs> We've discussed this. Okay. Um, Nero's father was Gnaeus Ahenobarbus, and he said of Nero, soon after he was born, nothing but that what was accursed and detestable could ever proceed from him and Agrippina. So, because they were so horrible, the only thing they could have was just horror on a bed. Yeah, it's an odd thing to say about your kid, and yourself, and your wife, isn't yeah. it? But maybe he just thought, no, Agrippina's an awful woman. <laughs> I'm not too good myself. This is not going to go well. Poor child. <laughs> right. So, when Nero was two in 39 CE, his father died of dropsy. Oh. Yeah, he has another one with a dad that dies oh. very early on. And as we know, this doesn't bode well. Well, forgive mm. Claudius, though. Well, he didn't do too badly. No, bit yeah. taken advantage of. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So around this time, he took part in a play about the Trojan War. Oh. Isn't that nice? Oh. Yeah? No? Is it... He doesn't kill anyone. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah this, this, it's not killing you, know? Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> and he, he's still, he's young at this point. We don't know exactly how old, but... <laughs> 
probably around 10 or so. He seemed to really like the applause. He's, okay. He loved being part of this play. Oh, oh so do you think that is that what's going to sort of drive him, do you think? One of his... Mm. We'll see. We will see. Right. In 30, 3949, when he was 12 years old, his mother Agrippina married Claudius. So she was invited back after Caligula dies, and she managed to wiggle away in with Claudius. They get married. We covered that last week. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> um, and then, a year later, he was adopted by Claudius. Oh, that's nice. Yes, which also we covered. He was older than Britannicus. Remember Britannicus? He was Claudius. his first son, wasn't he? Yes. And the heir at and, the time. And the heir. So he went in, he's adopted. So Nero's now the heir, because he's older than Britannicus. Um, Britannicus Ooh. still kept calling him Ahenobarbus, though. Gingerbeard. Yeah, instead of calling him by his new name, Nero. This really annoyed Nero. It's kind of, isn't it? Yeah, because Nero's thinking, oh, you... He's not taking me seriously. No. But you can understand why Britannicus would do that. Oh, I would yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean... Ginger! <laughs> don't forget, at this point, um, Britannicus, I think, is about 11. So, ah. I mean, they're still very much children. Kitty winks. Yeah. Um, Nero tried to convince Claudius that Britannicus was actually a changeling and needed to be <laughs> killed immediately. What's he changed into? <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's a changeling when the child is changed at some point, so it's not really... Oh. Or do they change? I don't know. I didn't See, I'm thinking because in Star Trek, a changing oh. is like well, Odo from DS9 who can change into <laughs> any shape he wants to. I have another one for later on, by the that, way. That means nothing to me. That's fine. Way. I'm sure to all the listeners it will. A shapeshifter? Yes, kind? a shapeshifter. Right, okay. They were called the changelings, which is a derogatory term. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, move on. So maybe Nero thought that Britannicus was one of those. A Trekkie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Britannicus is a Trekkie killer. Claudius didn't, though. No. Um, no. <laughs> Kieran, so. In 51, at the age of 14, he became a man. Just, just, just suddenly? Yeah. He woke up just, one day. Bye, Daddy. Bye, Mummy. He said, oh, good morning. Yeah. That's, that's oh, what Oh, my happened. goodness. Who are you? And he spoke in the Senate. Oh. Yeah. Probably with his new deep voice. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, at the age of 14, because the Romans didn't have a set date, so we, we think of 18... Yeah, adult, yeah uh, that's true. We, but um, the Romans didn't have a set date. It was almost down to the individual families to say, right. yeah, this child is now a man. Maybe by the way they acted. Yeah, yeah. So at 14, he becomes a man. Um, and then in 53, he marries his stepsister, Octavia, which is Claudius's daughter. Stepsister? Uh, don't look too horrified. No, no, That's yeah. not too bad. I'm just thinking in my head. I'm guessing that, <laughs> um, that, that sort of strengthens the... The um the airship doesn't it to the yeah exactly that's why um, Agrippina pushed for that because ah. Agrippina's thinking oh Nero he's finally there he's now the heir but what if something goes wrong if he marries Octavia then it's even stronger and finally my son will be emperor she sounds quite pushy oh she is oh, she is <laughs> right that pretty much catches us up with um, from last week yeah so in fifty four C E Claudius died. Aww. Right, we don't really know how much Nero knew about the death. If you remember, it's very strongly suggested that Agrippina killed him. Yes, uh, poisoning food, wasn't it? And then the, the feather? Yes, 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 the feather. Ooh. Well, strongly suggested mean just she did probably kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, it seems likely. Um, Nero, apparently in later life, would make jokes about mushrooms being the food of the gods, hmm. which is a reference quite probably that... Claudius ate some mushrooms and died, and then was deified. 
Oh. So it was the food of the gods because it could make you into a god. Oh, because it killed you. Yeah. That's very witty in kind of a sick, dark wittiness. Yeah, so he probably knew about the murder. Mm. If not at the time, then at least later. You don't get the feeling he particularly liked his stepdad. Really? No, nothing I read this week made me think that he was in any way whatsoever upset that Claudius died. Well, if Agrippina didn't like him, then... Well, exactly. And he, uh, by the end, Claudius, I think I mentioned last week, was starting to push them away, saying things like, oh, when Britannicus yes. becomes heir, everything will be fine, so... Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah. So then, Nero becomes the emperor at the age of 17. That's really young. That's very young. This is the youngest emperor we have had to date. Wow. Out yes. of five, he's the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds slightly less impressive, but um, it's he still remains, as we go through, 17 is still quite young. Yeah, right? that's pretty good. Definitely not the youngest. This starts the golden years. Golden years. Yeah, golden years. This, this is according to Trajan, yeah. future emperor. Oh, Looked oh. back and went... The golden years of our history are the first five years of Nero's reign. Oh, that's yeah. the beginning of the golden years. Yeah. And so, Trajan's still part of that going, and I'm still keeping it going. No, 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 the golden <laughs> years only last five years. Oh, so he really liked Nero then? To begin with. Ah. <laughs> it's generally <laughs> accepted that the first five years of Nero's reign weren't too bad. In the same way the first six months of Caligula's reign oh, weren't no. too bad. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Bad things are going to happen, right. aren't they? Now, as much as we have these golden years, bad things did happen. The first thing is Narcissus. You remember Narcissus from last week? Uh, he was the slave? Yeah, the freedman. So yeah, he wasn't freedman. a slave Sorry, anymore. Yeah. Um, but ex-slave who was pretty much ruling Rome. He favoured Britannicus to become the heir. Ooh. Now, just before Claudius died, Agrippina sent Narcissus away on an errand out of the <laughs> city just to get him out of the way. Yeah. And then by the time Narcissus <laughs> came back, all of a sudden Claudius was dead and Nero was the emperor. Yeah. Guess what happens to Narcissus? Uh, does he retire and have a nice long life? No, 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 oh, no, really? no. He gets executed very quickly. Oh. So that's the end of Narcissus. But before they grab him, he managed to burn lots of Claudius's personal letters so they couldn't use it to slander his name. That's good. Yeah, so Narcissus is gone. So goodbye to Narcissus. Aww. Right, so as you've already said, Nero, very young at this age. Yeah. At this time. Practically a child. Yeah, so three people are there to guide him through these early years. We've <laughs> already mentioned one, Agrippina, obviously, the yeah. mother. The other two are Seneca, his tutor. Now, he was a famous philosopher um, and writer at the time, and Agrippina got him in to tutor Nero. Nothing but the best for Nero. Oh, yeah. Um, and Burrus. Burrus is the Praetorian prefect. Yet again. Head of the pre head of Praetorian Guard. Yeah. Yet again, you've got those he's Praetorian the, Guards. He's the macro. Yeah, he's the Ooh. new macro. Um, and what was the other one? Sejanus? Yes. <laughs> See, I listen. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> you write the notes. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so the three vied for the position of holding the most influence. Yeah. Although usually it was Boris and Seneca who were against Agrippina. I can see why. Why do you think? Well, she's the mum. Yeah, she's a woman. And that, it's yeah. it's the uh, yet again the misogyny of the Romans. Bad Romans. Yeah. Um, although Agrippina does um, pull a good a couple of tricks here, she manages to get herself put in charge of the new religion that is devoted to Claudius because he's de deified. So that gives her an official position. So even though she's a woman, she now does actually have some real power. Do you think that was unusual at the time? Yes, it was unusual. In fact, wow. even more unusual was she managed to wrangle her way into the Senate. 
Ooh. She had to sit behind a screen. <laughs> <laughs> but she could hear what they were saying, and she is the only woman, as wow. far as I know, that got into the Senate. So Aggie got, like, she's like the main priestess for a new religion and she's a senator yeah that's pretty impressive well she's not a senator but she can at least listen into the meetings so but for a woman <laughs> up against the wall at the time it's um quite an astonishing feat that she's managed yeah. to do there seneca and boas um not not very impressed by this no no they think it should be how it should how it's always been Ooh. um so tacitus says these controllers of the emperor youth, men who agreed with each other, were in different ways influential. Boas by a soldier's attention to detail and stiffness of behaviour, and Seneca by his lessons and eloquence and dignity. They were both united in opposing Agrippina's violence. Uh, you've got the the um, the learned, wise philosopher Seneca, and you've got the you know the bad bottomed uh, Boris who's just going to you know this is how you should be, this is how you're going to be, and this is how you should feel. Yeah, but bad bottomed. I was I want to say badass. But... <laughs> I see, fair enough. I was trying to keep it kid friendly. <laughs> I think we can get away with badass. Okay. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Nero at this early stage uh, decrees that he will reign like Augustus. Ooh, that's good, because he's yeah. very popular. Yeah, and he abolishes some taxes, and he lowered the reward for informers, and he gave every man 400 sesterces. Um, one time, when he was asked to sign his first death warrant, he reportedly said, Would that I had never learned to read and write. So yeah. he's saying that I, I wish I couldn't read and write because I don't want to sign yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that sounds quite nice at this time. Yeah, he's not doing badly at the moment, no, is he? No, right. He's making friends. He's, he's paying people off. Yeah. Give now, a lot of this... It heavily suggested in the sources that this is all Boris, Seneca, and Agrippina. Yeah. Now, Agrippina. Do this, do this, do this, do this. No, do this. Agrippina at this point tries to sit in on a meeting with some people coming from Armenia. We'll get into why they had a meeting later mm. in Fidius Maximus. Um, <laughs> Seneca only just managed to stop her last minute because really? this would have been hugely embarrassing for the romans mm. again misogyny of the romans having a woman there um just it would not have looked good to the armenians demasculated them a bit yeah and in fact nero's friends not just his advisors start saying to nero that your mum's coming a bit overbearing nero you, you've you've got to stop letting <laughs> her bully you and push you around so it's becoming noticeable that she's probably the one trying to pull the strings. Yeah, I, everyone's everyone knows that Nero's just bobbing along. And... It's like it's like your mum taking you to secondary school, isn't it, and holding your hand. Oh, you don't want that, do you? That's no, humiliating. Yeah, but he so, doesn't realise. No, no. But his friends are going. Ah, <laughs> your mum's looking after you. Mummy's boy. Yeah. Nero then starts to fall in love with an ex-slave. I'm so glad you didn't say his mum then. That's good. Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh! <laughs> Nero then starts to have an affair with the ex-slave. Agrippina was horrified by this. So he wasn't married at this point? Yes, yes he was. Oh, he was? To Octavia, remember. Oh, of course, yes. yes. His stepsister. His I'm stepsister. with you. Yeah, but they didn't seem to get on. So Nero starts to have an affair with the ex-slave. Agrippina was horrified and tried to put a stop to it. Seneca and Burrus however, encourage the rumour that he's having an affair hmm. with an ex-slave. Why do you think that would be? 
to either show that Agrippina has very little control mm. to humiliate her, or is it to just give the emperor bad? Do they want power? No, no, they were actually protecting the emperor. Oh, that's yeah, nice. they're trying to protect protect Nero at this point because if you already alluded to without knowing, there was also a rumor at this time going round that Nero and Agrippina were having an incestuous affair. Oh, that's just no. Yeah, and I'll no. go into this in a bit more detail in a probium crazy. Oh, but... detail. <laughs> but, um... So he had mummy issues. Yeah. Like so... Oedipus style. Yeah, it, it's... Or Oedipus, if you're American. Yeah. Seneca pushes the room of the affair with the ex-slave Ooh. to say, no, no, he's not having an affair with his mum. He's, <laughs> he's having sex with all the slaves. Look, it's yeah. fine. But at the same time, trying to hide it from other people, like... Agrippina because he wants it to continue so it all starts to get a little bit messy um, oh but eventually Nero manages to resist Agrippina's intervention Ooh. carries on with the affair and Agrippina's just left out in the cold politically <gasps> so she's pushed aside at this point Nero's really? had enough of mummy telling him what to do stop holding my hand mother yeah I'm 24 especially while I'm with the slave girl yes it's embarrassing <laughs> yeah um so Agrippina's left out in the cold politically. She has spent all her life building up to this point. She is at the pinnacle of her, if you can call it, career. Yeah. So what do you think she can do? She can either try and... Well, my view would be to remove the people that are saying bad things about me. So that would be uh, Burris and Seneca. Yeah, she probably does try that. But or... the other thing... Oh, you've got another idea. Nero... No, she doesn't go for Nero. Suicide? And no, she doesn't go for suicide. Oh, I'm out of would, ideas. Agrippina would not do suicide, as you'll find too, out. Too much of a classy bird. Yeah. Um, she Aggie. decides to turn to Britannicus. Amazingly, Britannicus is still alive. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> he wasn't killed instantly. Wow. Yeah, he's still there. I, 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 yeah, like, you should be the emperor. You're the, you're the original, you're Claudius' first son. Yeah. You're an adopted mongrel. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's just crazy that she just pulls this huge u-turn and expects people to go oh yeah after all the work <laughs> she's done getting Nero yeah. in power so she starts to spread the idea that Britannicus should become the emperor as soon as he's reached manhood oh so how old is he at this point well, this is only a few months away from him reaching manhood this isn't gonna end well is it what do you think happens <sighs> he dies he dies the day before he becomes a man oh it, it was a really Foolish move from Agrippina. If she'd waited for him to become a man, yeah. she could have made the move and it would have been instant. She could have gone to Nero and say, no, Britannicus should be the heir, and turned to the people and said, he is the true-born, and she might have got somewhere. But because she said to Nero, when Britannicus becomes a man in a couple of months, <laughs> she opened herself up. It's hardly surprising oh. that Britannicus was killed. But he was. let's go into how... Nero killed Britannicus. Is it me really clever or just brutal? It's not stabby stabby. Okay. No, but it's not hugely clever. Um, mm. Nero attempted poison. to poison. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Attempted to poison him. Um, he employed a woman called Lacusta to do the deed. I like that name. Lacusta. Yeah. If that's how you pronounce it, who knows? I'll do. I'll do. Britannicus was sick at the next meal, Ooh. but did not die. Oh, good. Right. Nero called Lacusta to him to explain. And she said that she didn't use too much poison so that it wasn't obvious. 
Uh, fair like, enough. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I tried, but got to get the right dose. It'll be really obvious if I use too much. Yeah. Um, so we'll uh, try it again next time, was basically her attitude. Yeah. Nero replied, think you that I'm afraid of Julian Law? Which basically means, do you think I care about what the law says? Do you think I care if people know I killed That's him? That's true. I'm the emperor. Kill yeah. Him. yeah. But it does beg the question why he didn't go for Stabby Stabby in that case. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, I think it's maybe more of a telling off for her than it is that it should have been done. Yeah, you know? possibly. Um, he then ordered that she make a concoction as strong as possible, right there and then in his bedchamber. Not entirely sure why they were in the bedchamber. It doesn't say that. Hmm. Could have had that meeting anywhere, Was she anywhere, young really. and pretty, or... It doesn't say. Old and haggard. I always imagined an old crone, for yeah. some reason. Like um, a, a Snow White style, yeah. with the apple. Yeah, but maybe she wasn't. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, she made the poison up, a new batch of poison. Yeah. Boiling it and reboiling it. So and, we'll really... put, and we'll be putting that recipe on Twitter. For yes, we will. He got that poison really, really strong. Um, and then he gave the poison to a kid. <coughs> not not like a kid, but an actual kid. Like a goat. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> not oh. just one of a passerby. Yeah, he's, that's going very caligulely there. Yeah. You there, little Timmy. Have some of this. Try this. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so the animal lingered on for five hours before dying. Ooh. And again, this is one of those things that you read to begin with, and you go, oh, really? And then you stop and think about it. It's like, did Nero and Lacusta just watch a goat die for five hours? I just imagine their little sand time is waiting. (laughs) (sighs) Are you dead yet? Still breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a kick. Give it a kick. Poke it. Is it dead? No. So anyway, she then orders her to make another batch. So she makes another batch of poison up. This time he gives it to a pig. Why? Oh. And again, it doesn't say they've left the bedchamber at this point. So does he have these animals in the bedchamber? <laughs> like a mini farm. Yeah. <laughs> then he just keeps by the bed just in case he's not right, get, get Susan. Let's <laughs> right, try it on Susan. Yeah, so he gives, gives the poison to Susan. Died instantly. Oh, straight away. I was going to say, uh, she's not sounding like a good poison maker, but... She no, 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 she's, she's done it now. So he then goes off to have a meal by this time. It sounds like a long time's passed. So it's obviously time for the next meal. Yeah. And put some poison on the food. Britannicus fell to the floor immediately. And Nero calmly said, wow. don't worry, it's just falling sickness, which we assume is what the Romans called epilepsy. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> people need not to worry. It happens yeah. all the time. He'll be fine. He's, he's foaming at the mouth. His, his jaw's dissolving, so... <laughs> he, he is actually dead. It's fine. He'll be up in a bit. Yeah, she's a rest. Sleep it long, off. Long, long rest. <laughs> <laughs> so he then, and I love this bit, he gave Lacusta a large estate and some students to set up a poisoner school. That's... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good career choice, I guess. And I only spotted that like the second time I was reading a book. I was looking for another quote, and I must have missed it the first time. It's like wow. he did what? He set up a school for poisoners. And we'll be giving the address of that school on our Facebook page <laughs> at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So um, Agrippina, at this point, is then ordered to leave the imp- imperial palace. Nero's had enough mm. of mum. He's, she's gone. Aggie's gone. Aggie's gone. After all that hard work to get Nero in place, she's just banished. You see, in my head, you know, the Romans were pretty unforgiving. So I'm surprised he didn't say, right, kill her now. But I guess he still has, you know, he's still my, she's, you know, it's my more man possible. Yeah, it? I mean, it's not likely he'd kill her or anything. <sighs> <laughs> 
Anyway, at this point, Nero starts to establish more control of himself. That's he's good. no longer a child. He's, he's, he has grown up, and he obviously decides that all these old farts telling him what to do all the time is just boring. Is this after the five years? Yeah, this oh, is now okay. getting to the end of these five years. Starting to make his own choices, yeah. is he? Okay. He removes um, Paulus from the treasury. If you remember, Paulus was Caligula's freedman. The other one. Yeah. yeah, and he was close with Agrippina, if you remember. Very close. They knew each other well. They knew each other well. Yes. Um, and also managed to reduce the role of Boris and Seneca. Um, Boris got caught up in some accusations of treason, um, and Seneca got caught up with extortion charges. Didn't see that one come in. I couldn't tell whether these were real. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they the extortion was real, or whether <laughs> this was just Nero making a power play and making it work. Yeah. Now, Boris and Seneca don't leave at this point, but from this point on, they stop being quite so influential. Right. Nero uh. is pretty much his own man now. Ooh. And he falls in love again. Yeah. With Papia Sabina. Is he still married? Still married to Octavia, yeah. yes. So he realised that getting a divorce would not go down too well with the people at this point, because the people love Octavia. Claudius' yeah. daughter, everyone likes Octavia. Yeah. So Nero comes up with a cunning plan. He talks to his good friend Otho and says Otho. Otho and says to Otho, get married to Papia and just just keep her for me. As soon as I've got rid of Octavia, divorce her, and then... It's like someone keeping your seat warm, isn't it, on yeah. that old day? Yeah, exactly. I'll keep her warm. Yeah, just just keep her there. I'll, I'll be round in a bit. As soon as I've figured out how to get rid of Octavia, she's mine. So, that's the plan. D- uh, does Otho really end up really liking Papaya? Oh, it's almost as if you could see that happening. See it oh. coming. Who would have thought then, it? And then he has to, yeah, keep going. Yeah. So, <laughs> Otho and Papaya get married. One of the obstacles of Nero marrying Papaya was the objections of his mother. So she is sort of still around, and she still mm. does have followers. She's giving she's giving her opinion still she, loudly. Yeah, she is loudly saying this is not on. There were also suggestions. She was saying things like, "I'm going to overthrow Nero with my new coup idea." So uh, because of that and the inappropriate comments at parties, uh, Nero <laughs> decided she had to be more than just politically exiled. So, killed her. He killed his mum? Killed his mum. In 59 C. Oh, so he killed Aggie. Aggie's dead. Now, there is a great story, but I'm not going to come to it until the Probium Crasium. That uh, sounds like a lot going into that. Yeah, I, the story of Agrippina's death is one of the reasons why I like Agrippina so much. So, oh, we will come to Agrippina's oh, death later. But all you need to know for now is Agrippina is now dead. Aww. And then Boris dies. Ooh. Of an illness. Was it a falling illness? <laughs> was was his jaw dissolving? It would appear <laughs> that this was a genuine illness. It would appear that he actually died. Ah, oh, that's rare, very rare in Roman yeah, times. Yeah, especially with the people we're talking about. Yeah. So Seneca at this point realises which way the wind is blowing and he retires. So he then gets out idea. completely. So there you go. You now no longer have any of Nero's support left. They're all dead or ran away. A man then called Tigellinus is put in charge of the Praetorian Guard because Boris is no longer there. Now, Does he have a bouncy springy tail? <laughs> yes, he probably did. The so... wonderful thing about Tigellinus. Tigellinus <laughs> the wonderful thing. <laughs> the top of the matter, Yeah, so um, Tigger... Yeah. 
Love to party. Ah. He was not a good influence like Boas. He basically got all of the, the bad points of Nero and said, yeah, let's do that more. Nero then decides it's finally time to divorce Octavia. Oh. Time for her to go and banish her on, on grounds of infertility. As I said, the people really liked Octavia, so they protested so much really? that he was forced to recall her. He realised <laughs> that there was going to be a right, so she was banished, and then, oh, fine, come back then. But Papaya has a brilliant, cunning plan herself at this point. Is it to kill Octavia? Yes, to kill Octavia. Yeah. Um, so she's executed. <gasps> really? This time for adultery. No one's buying this. No. <laughs> it's, it's quite obvious what they've done. So this really is a turning point for Nero and the public. The public start to dislike him a lot. Yeah. He was doing quite well up to this point. He was. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not too keen. And then, to top it all off, Rome burns to the ground. <gasps> this is the famous thing that's not quite true, isn't it? This is the famous thing that's not quite true. It's called the Great Fire of Rome. Now, Rome was quite often aflame. It quite often... It's burnt down. Because really? yeah. in, in ancient Rome, you think it, it well, in my head, until just this moment that all the buildings were marble and stone. But you're going to have, most of the buildings be wooden, aren't they? Yeah, so it's yeah. going to burn really easily. And it's a dry, arid country. Or quite arid. Yeah, there, there were no, like, fire safety regulations. No. No. Oh, that. Yeah. No. No sprinkler systems. No. no. No people walking around with clipboards tutting. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Sort of that. So I guess there's people kind of doing the whole thing where, you know, drink drink a, a spirit and then try and spit onto a, onto a match or something. Yeah, Rome was just full of fire eaters <laughs> and um, lots of wooden houses. It was a recipe Ooh. for disaster. Wow. Um, but this fire was particularly bad. It's why it's called the Great Fire. It completely destroyed three out of the 14 districts of Rome. Completely gone. Wow. And only four of the districts were completely untouched. So a huge, huge amount of city just burnt to the ground. That's a, that's that's the hell of a fire. It's a, it was a very big fire. How, do we know how it started? Was it well, ideas? This is the question. Was it Octavia? <laughs> do they blame her? <laughs> From but the grave. she's dead. <laughs> it was definitely her. Um, Nero might as well have done. He does similar things. Um, it is likely that he was actually out out of the city when it happened. Yeah. And he rushed back as soon as he heard about it, um, and he set up generous relief measures. He brought people into his palace so they could sleep there. He gave wow. them lots of free food. He did a really good job at trying to help people. That's really nice. Yeah. Caligula wouldn't have done that. No, He'd no. probably watched and laughed. Yeah, he would have giggled. He probably would have set fire to his own hair and then ran around <laughs> laughing manically. Yeah. Yeah. Despite this... A rumour starts to go around that Nero was the person who set the fire. Ooh. Yeah. Why? Because he's very unpopular at the moment. Uh. And people start saying, yeah, Nero did it himself. And what doesn't help is that as soon as the flames die down, mm. Nero starts clearing all of the centre of the city to build a golden palace. Oh, well, that's not going to help, is it? No, I'm going to talk about the golden house in Successors Ultimus. Do, do you think those um, those rumours were started by the fire-eating society? <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just standing there, slightly charred <laughs> skin, and they're going, it's definitely Nero. He, he definitely yeah. started then kind of shifted looking at each other and going, shut yeah. up, Tony, shut, shut up. <laughs> put, your, put your torch away. Stop, stop practising now. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad taste. So, to try and counter the rumour that Nero started the fire, Nero starts his own rumour. And it's not Ooh. that Octavia did it, or the Fire Eating Society did it. Ah. Um, it was that this little light cult 
that had just sprung up recently in the city and they were a bit weird and they kept to themselves and they only worshipped one god <gasps> and there were some aspects of cannibalism in there and everyone was a little bit mm, suspicious. Yeah, so he just put on the foreigners basically. <laughs> yeah, go and have a guess at the religion. <gasps> was it... Christianity. It was Christianity, yeah. yes. So he blames the early Christians. These are very early Christians. Yes. So he decides to punish the Christians. Ooh. And he does that by crucifying a lot of them and then setting fire to them. But it backfired. No. Oh. Apparently, if you round a group of people up, nail them to crosses and set fire to them, it doesn't matter if the general public didn't really trust them before, they start feeling sorry for them. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. So the public actually start having sympathy for the early Christians, and it really backfires. So Nero's not winning any friends here. No, he's so made, then, he seems to have missing the, the, his advisors from earlier because... Well, yeah, he's, he's making the wrong decisions. Um, and then another rumour goes round, and this is the really famous one. According to Tacitus, the rumour was at the very same time when the city was burning, he mounted his private stage and sung of the fall of Troy. So was glorying in it. Yeah, and then that kind of Chinese whispers, it turns into um, he was celebrating the fact the city was burning down right up into modern times where the really famous saying is <laughs> that he fiddled whilst Rome burns. <laughs> Not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But the thing is, I, I've never heard anyone say that no. Nero fiddled whilst Rome burned. I've only ever heard people say Nero didn't actually fiddle while Rome burns yeah. because he actually played the liar. So it's, yes. it's one of those things. It's almost become a cliche just to say that it yeah. was not true. So there was a big fire. Everyone blames Nero. Um, and Nero blames Christians. Doesn't work. No. And Nero starts building his new house, which I'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, then in wow. 65, Papia dies. So, new wife dies. Oh. Yeah. Some modern historians, revisionists, I think, think maybe it was just a complication due to pregnancy. Okay. But all the ancient sources seem to agree that Nero, in a fit of anger, kicked Papia in the stomach while she was heavily pregnant, and she bled to death. Oh. Yeah, not nice. D does it say why he got angry? Yeah, he came home late from the charioteering race one day and she said, What time do you call this? Your dinner's in the oven. And he went crazy. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just. You can't speak there. to me like that. You're not my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do things to you that I did to my mum. <laughs> Possibly. Incest. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's Papier dead. Um, apparently he was very distraught by this. Either uh, guilt or yeah. um, just sadness. Pregnant wife dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, air, air gone. Well. Yeah, his air's gone. So, yeah, he's, he's starting to lose it a bit by this point. Then the Piso conspiracy happens. Piso, who was a senator, decided that a man with honesty, integrity and all-around good looks, I might have added that bit myself, should take charge. Ah. Who do you think he was thinking of? Himself? Yes, himself. Yes. He was the one who was going to be in charge. Um, the plot was to kill Nero. <laughs> I'm not sure in what way, whether it was long, long-winded, <laughs> or whether it was option B, stabby, stabby. But we do know that they approached one of the knights who mm. had a beef with Nero. Yeah, a beef. A beef. And said, come over to our conspiracy, we're going to kill him. And this um, equestrian said... Yeah, okay, I'll come along. <laughs> yeah, and then good. ran off to Nero and went, oh, you'll never guess what Piso's up to. Yeah, yeah I can I can tell why um, Nero probably had beef with the knight, because he's just a, a gossiper. 
Yeah. So, yeah. You'd never guess what I heard. It's a grass. Yeah. That's what he is. Don't want one of them. Nero finds out about the conspiracy, completely freaked out. Yeah. It's the first time he realises quite how much he's hated. Yeah, so he kills as many high up people in the Piso conspiracy as possible. Because that's right, the treason trials are back. Yay, I Yay. missed them. Yeah, Seneca was one of the ones to die. He got caught up in this. Oh, really? Yes. So did one of the, the Praetorian prefects, not Tigger, um, but Good. the other one, because there were two at this point. He bounce away. Yeah. Um, and a man called Nymphidius took over. Ooh. He's not hugely important in this story. Oh, but I am raising him. But I do so because he comes in next week a little bit more. So I'll introduce okay. him now. So he's now in charge of the Praetorian Guard along with Tigger. Around this point, there was a revolt in Judea, leading to the first Jewish Roman War. Now, Ooh. this spans several emperors. So I'm not going to go into this now. I'm going to wait till a future emperor and kind of backtrack a bit because yeah. we've got lots to talk about with Nero. Um, but you need to know that that's going on in the East. Right. Jews are not happy. Same reason they weren't happy under Caligula and Claudius. There's a lot of tension in the area. Mm. What I will say, though, is Nero has very few men he can trust by this point. <laughs> he thinks if he sends someone powerful over, they might declare themselves as emperor or something crazy like that. Yeah. He doesn't want any heroes, does he? No. So he sends a man who's so lowly born that there's no way he could aspire to be the emperor. Yeah. His name is Vespasian. You're nodding. You've heard of Vespasian, haven't you? I've heard. You've mentioned him not in this podcast, but in the past. Yes. I've heard the name. Yeah, he is definitely one of the future emperors. But not quite yet. We'll see when we get Ooh. to Vespasian. Right, after touring Greece for a while, because Nero loved Greece. This is one of the reasons Senators hated him. He loved singing and um, theatrics. Plate smashing. And plate smashing. Medicine. And songs that speed up tempo as they go along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you dance a big surf and kick, but no one yeah. quite knows what they're doing. Yeah. And it was hurting your friend. And feta. Oh, I like feta. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, he toured Greece. I'll talk again about that in a bit, um, because he had some fun <laughs> in Greece. Um, but he was ordered back by the freedman who was he'd left in charge. I say ordered back. He yeah, sent a letter back. saying, please, please come back. You've got to come back. So he decides to sort of go back a little bit. He starts heading back slowly. Oh, I don't have to. Yeah, he's really, oh, but I'm having fun in Greece. I don't want to go home. He comes back kicking, dragging his heels. Yeah. But um, on the way back, he finds out that a revolt has started in Gaul. Oh, Gaul, that's modern France. Yes, modern France. But he doesn't seem to care too much. But he finds out that it's a man called Vindex that has revolted. Vindex? That sounds like a, a program on Windows. Vindex actually means the Avenger. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so. Is that a title or is that actual name? No, that's his name. Um, mm. Just called the Avenger. I like to think he wore a cloak. And I like <laughs> sort of a leather sort of cap. Thing. I'm going for classic 60s Avengers. Just wearing a, a suit. Mark T. Is it Mark Teed? Oh, right, yeah, no, that a, would make more a, sense. With a cane and a, and a bowler hat. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, so Vindex. Posh English accent, cup of tea. Yeah. Yes, so that's him. <laughs> and Nero didn't see him as a threat, because he wore all those stupid clothes and a bowler hat. Um, and in fact, saw an opportunity to plunder the, the province, so where he could send an army up there now, yeah. and actually just rip all the money out of Gaul and then spend it himself. So nice. he really wasn't too bothered. So for eight days, he did nothing about this. Oh. He just went and watched the wrestling. Vindex, however, the Avenger, was a little bit clever because he said, down with Nero. He is a terrible emperor. 
But unlike almost everyone in history who started yeah. to revolt, yeah. he did not want to be the emperor himself. Oh, he just genuinely wanted to get rid of Nero. Yes. So he writes oh. to Galba. Now, Galba's uh, an old man who's in the neighbouring prov province in um, Hispania. Yeah. So, one day Spain, uh, saying, lead the revolt, be the new emperor, everyone respects you, you've been around for a long time, you're wise, you're learned, and Galba says nothing, nothing at all. He doesn't write to Nero to say Vindex is revolting, but yeah. he doesn't respond to Vindex either. He's obviously going, oh, what do I do? Shall <laughs> I, I go for it? Shall I not go for it? Flip a coin. Yeah, so he, he decides not to say anything. Nero eventually decides he best sort this out, so he sends a man called Virginius to put down the revolt, which yeah. Virginius does really quite easily. Vindex is killed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was expecting so much more. No, sorry, the Avenger died. Oh. He was wearing a Mark suit instead of armor. Yes. Paul Mark Steed. Yes, Paul Mark Steed. Um, so he's dead. And then Virginius's troops go, Hooray! <laughs> we declare you emperor. So. Yeah. Virginius, the the great hero, he's earned it, and everyone's just saying yes. Now you're the you're the emperor, and we're all the soldiers, and we're saying you are. Yeah, he's really backfired on Nero. This a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Virginius said, "Nah, oh. <laughs> that's a silly idea," and he obviously does a runner. We don't really hear from him much again. He survives all of the mess that is the year of the four emperors um, and lives to an old age. Well done to Virginius. Yeah, that's very rare yes. in Roman times. At this point, Nero starts to feel a little bit worried. Things aren't going quite as well as he thought. <laughs> Bits, um, a bit suspicious of it. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I've sent an army to put down a revolt. They succeeded and yet I'm still losing. <laughs> hmm. And they're working for me. <laughs> yeah. So there's now an army without a leader revolting, and there's Galba, who seems to be a rallying point, and Galba's not talking to Nero. So Nero decides that Galba is a public enemy. Declares Ooh. him a public enemy, says anyone who sees him has to kill him. It's your duty as a Roman man. Yes. So what do you think Galba does then? Well, either he's going to run and hide, kill himself, or he's going to think, well, Screw you! I, mean, I think people will like me more than you. Yeah, and it was rally around three. Me. So if he was indecisive, then that changed his mind. He decided to go for it. Now there is some speculation from some historians that Gabriel was in on this from the start. He was only pretending yeah. not to yeah. want to be emperor because that's what you do: humility. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I couldn't possibly do it. So there's a good chance he actually set yeah. the whole thing up with Vindex, but Ooh. we don't know. We're not entirely sure. At this point, Nymphidius. Remember the Praetorian prefect? Yeah. Goes, yeah, this Galba guy. He seems all right. He could be a good emperor. Ooh. So not only do you have foreign armies going, Galba should be the emperor, you now have the Praetorian Guard. The emperor's personal army. Yeah. And the army. And the people. And the senate. And the equestrian order. All now hate Nero. He's pretty much on his own. I've just got an image of Nero, almost like... Locking his bedroom door, like blocking it with pillows and tables and chairs, and <laughs> just hiding and thinking, "Oh, it's all me." Oh, if only it, if it was that short and smooth. Oh, let's see what Nero does, shall we? <laughs> he panics completely. Of he, he does. Wonders whether to do many things. One option is to abandon Gaul. Just say, "It's fine. You can have Gaul, and we'll just be oh, the Roman emperor." Doesn't show there. strength, does it? Doesn't though? show strength. So, onto option two. He was going to poison all of the Senate. Uh, that would lose a lot of trust, wouldn't it? It would, it? from everyone. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't really solve anything either. No. <laughs> no. Option three: set fire to the city. 
Well, he's done it before, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> if he didn't do it before, maybe you got the idea. Well, I will do it then. That's a good idea. Yeah. But he'd learnt. Because what happens when you set fire to the city? People put out the flames. How do you stop people putting out the flames? You release the wild beasts that are being kept for the games and let them eat all the people. No, that doesn't work. They run away from fire. Yeah, this is Nero's plan. It's, oh, it's not well thought through. No. So those are three options. According to Suetonius, those are three things he, he decides to do, but then goes, no, no, I shouldn't. Not because he thought it was a bad idea, just he didn't know how to actually do them. <laughs> so in the end, what he does do was remove the consuls and took the office himself. So he's now the head of the Senate as well as the Emperor? Yes. Ah. And the, the consul, is, it's nowhere near as powerful as it used to be, but it's still yeah. an important administrative office at this point. Mm. So yes, there you go, he's taking some action, but it's it's not much. So he mm. then thinks, right, okay, I've done something, what shall I do next? Option four, show himself unarmed in Gaul, so just turn up, burst into tears, and sing the troops a song. Nero, at this point, thinks he'd best go start writing some songs. Yeah, okay. Because, what? <laughs> yeah, that's his thought. So he's the consul. Imagine now... there's no heaven. <laughs> It's easy if you try, don't kill me. <laughs> he he thought that this was such a good plan that he actually went off to go and compose some songs that basically went along the lines of, please don't kill me. Please. Feel sorry for me. So he ordered <laughs> all of his musical instruments to be packed onto carts oh. and then sent out word that he needed more slaves for the journey to look after all his stuff. It's like when you're a kid and at school you're trying to get all the instruments on the instrument trolley and jangling it down the corridor, ching ching of the cymbals bashing, it'd be like that. It would going, be like that. Walking very far. Oh, that would be an awful journey, wouldn't That'd it? That would be horrible. And the maracas would always be falling off. Oh, because they don't fit in anywhere, do they? No, they just kind of slide off. And oh, so annoying. too smooth. Yeah. He then receives word that more armies are rebelling throughout the oh. empire. At this point he realises that a song or two maybe won't cut it. He needs to appease here, doesn't he? Yeah, so he sends for Lacusta. Remember Lacusta? The poison woman. The poison woman. But then changes his mind. He doesn't want to kill himself with poison. Oh, he wants to kill himself? Yeah, yeah, at this point he's really despairing. So really? he sends off for poison. Oh, wow. So he Could he just say, I'm not going to be emperor anymore? Um, well, I think that's the idea of going up and weeping and singing. I think it's oh, just, right. just please don't kill me. Um, but uh, he thinks, oh, they'll probably kill me anyway. So he will flee to Ostia. That's his new plan. He's going to go to Ostia. But his troops refuse to obey him when he gets partway there because he says, we're all going to Ostia and we're going to go to the east. Yeah. And one of his troops turns around, stares at him and says, is it such a terrible thing to die? Oh. That would freak you out, wouldn't it? Especially if he's holding, you know, just hand on the handle of his sort of hilt. <laughs> yes. Is it such a bad thing to die? <laughs> is it I, really? I hope he said it like that. <laughs> Oh, and a lovely posh English accent that's better yeah. than mine. Rather than just, is it such a terrible thing to die? Would have lost it. Can't be that bad! <laughs> yeah, so he then thinks, oh, what can I do? Maybe I will flee to Parthia on my own, or yeah. Egypt, or just throw himself at the mercy of Galba. So instead of going up to the troops, go to Spain and beg for forgiveness there. Just, just, Please? just running away, generally. Yeah. So he then writes a speech to the people of Rome, to declare what he was going to do, but then it's too scared to go out to read it out because he's <laughs> worried that the mob would just kill him. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so after a busy day of running to and fro, not really doing anything... Yeah, just panicking of ideas. Yeah, yeah. thinking of terrible ideas, he decides to have a nap. So he goes to sleep, 
and then wakes up in the middle of the night to find that the palace was empty of all his friends. So he despairs and looks for a gladiator to finally kill him. Oh, yeah. That's it's quite depressing, actually. Yeah, but he couldn't find one. Oh. So he shouts through the palace, "Do I have neither friend nor foe?" Because he, he just wants it. He just wants it to end at this point. This so he runs out of the palace to drown himself in the Tiber. He doesn't do it, does he? No, no. He thinks better of it and goes back <laughs> into the palace. <laughs> so it's, it's a very busy day for him. Yeah, a lot of. I'll do it. No. no. Poison. No. I'll stab my. No. I don't like drown. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't like water. Can't swim. So that's the whole point. <laughs> Jump in. Ties your legs. Go down. So at this point, a freedman called Fion offers his villa to Hayden. <laughs> Um, and Nero goes, yes, I'll go and hide in the villa. Finally, something to do. So he abandons Rome in a disguise. And according to Suetonius at this point, lightning fills the sky and there was an earthquake. Of course there was. Of course there was. Of course there was. Good yeah. old Suetonius. They get to the villa and Nero orders that a grave be dug for him. And then he receives a message that he has himself been made a public enemy. Yeah. And the Senate has declared for Galba as emperor. Ooh, also just been completely cast aside. Yeah, so that is definitely it. It's all over. At this point, Nero starts just repeating over and over again, what an artist dies in me. He picks up a knife, presses it against his throat, and then pulls it away again and asks one of his freedmen to yeah, um, nah. <laughs> to, to kill themselves first, just to show him how it's done. Oh, 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 oh you've got to be so loyal to do that, <laughs> oh, haven't you? You have the most loyal <laughs> freedmen ever. It's like, oh, I, 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 I do it just after you, Nero, I promise. Yes. I'll be one step behind you. Can, can, you, can you just show me how to, how to do it? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just press, Nero, just to... At last, Stab it hard. he hears troops approaching, and he uttered, The trampling noise of horses swift resoundeth in mine ears. And I, I love that quote so much, I had to go and get another version of Suetonius to see yeah. how that had been translated by someone else. So he, he said that, or maybe he said this, Hark! Now strikes on my ear the trampling of swift-footed courses. Oh. Or... He just said, I can hear fast horses. Yeah. We're not it's, sure. Yeah, well, what's that? What the hell's that noise? Oh, oh it's some horses. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so he then orders his private secretary finally to do the task. After trying just for about 24 me. hours to commit suicide, gives his knife over and was stabbed in the neck. Doesn't kill him, though. Oh. <laughs> He's slowly dying when the soldiers arrive. They run in. They try and patch him up. Yeah. But Nero says... Too late. This is fidelity. And then they paused for a bit and probably thought, I really hope I die now. I've said my last words quite yeah. quickly. So I can't say anything else yeah. now. That awkward moment. Everyone stood around for about five minutes and then Nero died. Oh, so The actually... end. He died on the 9th of June, 68 CE, at the age of 30. 9th of June? Oh, that was only a couple of days ago. Oh, That's yes. tomorrow. No, yes, it is. That's the anniversary of Nero's death tomorrow. Oh, yes. Or if you're listening to this, a couple of days ago. Hey, congratulations. Or if you're listening to this in the future, a long time ago. Yeah. Right, so there you go. That, that's Nero's life. That makes death. me feel really sad. He seems actually quite pathetic. I had this image of Nero, because I didn't know anything about it. Like, it's quite a almost Caligula style, a bit bad, a bit mental. But the end of his life seems very pathetic almost. Yes. I feel very sorry for him. Pathetic is a good way like to describe him. Panicking, 
like a little right. mouse. He does have. There, there are reasons why he's um, equated to Caligula. We'll go over that in the program, crazy. But yeah, let's first do. Fightius Maximus. Maximus. Okay, two sections to Fightius Maximus today because two main areas of battle happened. Okay. But I'm going to say straight away, Nero didn't really take part in anything. He wasn't particularly interested. However, so, in his name, Parthia. That's our first one. Right. In 54 CE, just after Nero took charge, Armenia had an internal revolt. Okay. They had a mini civil war, and someone was now in charge of Armenia. Now Armenia was um, a place that bordered both the Roman Empire and the Parthian Empire. The Parthians ended up in charge of Armenia after this internal struggle. Okay. Nero sent Corbula to go and sort it out. This is the early days, so it was probably one yeah. of his advisors, Seneca or Burrus, to go and sort it out. So Corbula took an army over and took back Armenia, no problem at all. Nice. Easy peasy. However, Parthia at the time were in the middle of a lot of internal strife themselves. So they weren't yeah. able to give Rome their full attention, which is why it was so easy for the Romans. Mm. Romans didn't really realise this. They just thought they were brilliant. And they thought, oh, it's yeah. easy. Easy, 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 easy. So mm. in 62, a few years later, Parthians attacked again. Uh, the general in charge of the Roman army at this time was Paetus. Paetus was caught short, thinking how easy it was last time, yeah. but he soon realised that he was in a lot of trouble. They were actually really good Yes, they were actually quite good. And he ordered his troops to block the passes of the Tarsus Mountains, um, but uh, he realised he was in trouble, so he sent two letters off. One to Corbula, who was nearby in Syria at the time, saying, Help! Parthians are going! Help! <laughs> yeah, and the other one he sent to Rome, saying... Everything's fine. <laughs> Having a wonderful time over here. Yeah. The Armenians say hello. Yeah, so... Um, That's good. Yeah. Carbili... <laughs> Corbula takes his time coming to the rescue, because he didn't particularly like Paetus. And in fact, it took so long, Paetus was forced to surrender to the Parthians. Really? And the army was passed under the yoke. Now, I don't yeah. think I've mentioned this before, have I? No. Is that anything to do with an egg? No. 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 Although that would equally be embarrassing. <laughs> Being passed under the yoke was you get two spears upright and then one spear across, almost like a goalpost. Is this like um, um, how like limbo? Yeah, yeah, it's limbo. Basically. Oh, <laughs> Roman limbo! Way <laughs> party! Limbo. Um, then the whole army had to march under it, but the only way to get under it was to do an awkward kind of stoop, and it was embarrassing. Oh. And this is one of those weird things we look back and we can't quite understand how bad it but is. At the time. But at the time, this was like the worst thing. This was even worse than losing its standard. Being passed oh, really? under the yoke was the most humiliating thing an army wow. could have happen to them. Armies would rather be slaughtered than <laughs> actually have this happen to wow. them. It was terrible. And as you said, I like to think that some of them decided to do it in a backwards limbo style. Yeah. Rather than a forward crouch. Just like music play, a happy, yeah. jaunty music playing in the background. Yeah. Corbula turns up and the Parthians go, uh, do you want to talk? <laughs> because the Parthians realise that Paetus isn't Corbula and Corbula's actually quite good, so they start talking. Yeah, fair enough. Um, in the end, it was agreed that the Parthians, uh, the Parthian-supported king could stay in power as long as that Armenian king went to Rome to be crowned. Now, this is where Agrippina wanted to sit in on that meeting. Ah, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, now, this was a, a political success for Nero. Because um, he could show off to Armenia and the Parthians his power, say, look, he had to come to me to get crowned. Yeah. And uh, it seemed to go quite well, but there were definitely some people going, well, it's still the Parthians that mm. chose the king. Yeah. What have you really done? Um, so was it really that good? 
Mm. So that's the first major battle. The other one uh, in this country, the more famous, is Boudicca. <gasps> yes. Uh, Boudicca happens in the time of Nero. I don't know how famous Boudicca is in other countries, but no. in this country, we learn about Boudicca in primary school. And she's incorrectly pronounced as Bodicea. Yeah. But it's Boudicca. Yes. Um, in 60, a revolt broke out in Britain. Presitagus, the king of the Iceni, <gasps> yeah. died. And he left half his kingdom to Rome and the other half to his wife, Boudicca. Boudicca yes. Because he knew he had to appease the Romans, but he didn't want to give up all his land and give it away from his family. He yeah. thought this was the perfect solution. I'm sure they both agreed. Yes, yeah. that'd be brilliant. Yeah, the Romans had other plans. They lashed Boudicca and raped her daughters. Yes. Yes which was a bit that was always skipped in primary school. Yeah. <laughs> What's rape? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Boudicca was not happy, which is uh, possibly an understatement. <laughs> a little bit miffed. <laughs> yes. So in 6061, um, Suetonius, not the Suetonius I've been quoting, another Suetonius, who was leading a, a campaign in North Wales against the Druids. Um, yeah. <laughs> weird cloaked people with, with yeah. flaming torches. They, they're all on Anglesey. <laughs> a little, little druid island. Oh. Yeah. Um, so fighting against them, the Iceni started to revolt. So the Iceni sacked Camelodunum first. Yeah. The Ninth Legion tried to stop them. The result was what's known as the Massacre of the Ninth Legion. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing, no. no. Some reinforcements were sent, but they just didn't realise how bad this was going to be. So only a couple of reinforcements were sent. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, it really did not help. Yeah. They were slaughtered completely. Wow. So the rebels then sent set their sights on Londinium, a new town. Yeah, a little, just small little town. Small little town. I believe it disappeared and there's nothing there. Yeah, it's, it's, you can go in a field somewhere, you can find some bits, some remains. Mm. The Romans Londinium. abandoned this new city, left all the locals, and went... Bye. <laughs> We're off. See ya. Yeah, so London burnt to the ground. Eventually, the Romans and the rebels finally met somewhere in the West Midlands. We're not oh. entirely sure where, but since we're recording somewhere in the West Midlands, I've decided it's your garden. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so just out wow. there, look. That's yeah. where they met. Oh, wow. The rebels had, apparently, according to Tacitus, 230,000 people. That's probably inflated, almost Maybe certainly. Um, but still, it's a lot. The I Romans, can't imagine that. 10,000. So 23 times more. Yeah. 200, yeah, 23 yeah. times more. Yeah. So each Roman had to kill 23 people to, to win. To break even. Yeah. Um, With no losses themselves. <laughs> yes. Hugely, hugely outnumbered. But the Romans were the Romans. You don't want to pitch battle against the Romans. Organised, yeah. big shields, with yeah. red shields with flamey bits on. Deaths in this battle. Yeah. Rebels, 80,000. Wow. Romans, 400. <laughs> That's a pretty efficient killing. That is very efficient killing, isn't it? I, we don't have time to go into detail about the battle, but essentially... Bloodbath. <laughs> the rebels ran down this big hill and just slammed into this very organised unit and just could not budge them. No. Um, the Iceni and all the rebels had everything they owned in a big camp behind them. So when they all went to run, they smacked right into their own people, all the wives and the children. Ooh. It was just a massacre completely because then the Romans were able to charge. If you want more detail, listen to the British History podcast by Jamie Jeffers because he has a whole episode on this battle and it's fantastic. And his name is Jamie, so it's bound to be good. 
Yes. Jamie's a fantastic name. It is. Um, okay, so, well done Romans. They put down the rebels. And put they, them down, they, they slaughtered they them. They slaughtered them, and it, Nero was thinking of abandoning Britain at one point. Really? Because it was getting that bad, but they, the Romans turned it round, so Britain stayed under Roman really control. Wow. So some successes for Fighters Maximus there. Mm. They kept peace with the Parthians and they put down a rebellion. Yeah. But Nero never visited an army. He didn't even see what they were doing. No. Not even just check if not, their, you know, swords were sharpened. No. Not shiny even, enough. No, didn't even go and do an inspection. So how much really? credit can we give him? What 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 are you gonna go for? Well, the the both things wouldn't have happened without his sort of leadership. Yeah, in you, terms of the Parthians. With Boudicca, even though he sort of backed away a bit, mm. you know, he still went on with it. Yeah, we've got to give credit for yeah. things that happen under the emperors, even if they weren't directly involved. Yes, even did he ever fight ever, even younger? No. Mm. Mm. This is this is kind of uh, is it Augustus? It was like this. Yeah, but Augustus at least went and stood on the side of the battles. That's true. He watched from a yes. distance, and he did. Let's be fair, actually join in in one or two. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas Nero never went near a single battle mm. in his life. He was far too busy playing his lyre and wanting to sing and be on stage. So <laughs> I really don't think we can score him highly. I want to go with 4.5. 4.5? Mm. Because it's better than Caligula. It's better than... True, but we did score Caligula nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, even if he just picked up a sword once, that would be better. Um... I mean, with Tiberius, we gave him um, seven and eight, even though he did nothing. He was just, he, they just won, like, the Alps and Germany. Yeah, yeah, no, Tiberius, don't forget, was actually a good fighter himself. He That's led, true. He did lots of leading of troops, he was in lots of battles, That's he was well-respected. So. No, I'm, I'm going to give him five, I'm going to give him five. Can I give Nero five? I'm going to give him five, yeah. Okay, I'm really not that impressed by him, to be honest. Well, you're a harsh judge. Yeah, um... He didn't defeat the Parthians. No, but he found a, a good way of not necessarily having to. And he stopped a rebellion. That certainly isn't getting... In a pretty spectacular way. <laughs> OK, that's true. See, it's I was, like fount I was... I'm seeing fountains of blood and... I was only going to go for two, but those odds against the Romans in that battle were quite amazing. and yet 23 times more. Yeah. Although there is definitely some suggestion that 230,000 is including the women and children who are at the back. So it's slightly less impressive there. But still, it is impressive. It is. I'm going to go for three. Go for three. Okay. Three. So that gives him a total of eight. Approvium crazium. If you read Suetonius, which I know you haven't. Um, <laughs> I am. He says at one point, I now proceed to make a report on the darker side of his content. Yay. Yay. So, crazy stuff that he does. First thing that Suetonius says after that quote is he spends about two pages in the book I was reading <laughs> talking about how much he loved to sing and perform. That's okay. Yeah, that's all for me as a child. It's like um, Charlie Chaplin style. Yeah. Um, you often come across in history this idea that you can't judge the past by today's morality. Well, yeah. Because it, it was different times. And I think this is one of the best examples I've ever come across. Because... <laughs> It's really hard to get your head around this. The oh. Romans thought that that was awful. That's just as bad as all the other stuff that I'm about to list. Really? Because it, being an entertainer meant you were selling your body. It was pretty much at the same level mm. as prostitution. Uh, it just was really looked down on. It would be a bit like today if Prince Charles 
came out and decided he was going to uh, try his hand at being a rent boy for a while. <laughs> um, it, it was it was just that shocking to them. Really, it was just you can't do that. Did did he know this? He didn't care. He really did not care about public opinion or more to point the Senate's opinion of him. Really, he just did not care. He was he, his own man. Yes, he was. That's the first thing that Suetonius says. He then, and this proves how bad Suetonius thought the yeah. fact that he liked to perform and <laughs> sing, it's only after that he talks about the incest with his mother. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he's ranking it by hierarchy. That's the worst thing he could do. Oh, and he also slept with yeah. his own mother. Yeah, a few times. Right, so incest. Incest. This, to us, is the biggie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he got to know his mother quite well, according well. to some of the sources. After long litter rides, apparently she was betrayed by marks on her garments. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now, again, how true is this? Is this just slander? Because he was hated, him? wasn't he? He was hated, so we don't really know. And Agrippina also wasn't particularly well-liked, so we're not really sure. But, because this isn't in any way a serious historical undertaking by us, I say we go for it. Yeah. And say it happened. What a sicker. Yeah. Brass so, stains, everything. And this does play into the idea that Agrippina really would do anything to control her son and have the power. So she was using it as a form of control. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he grew up and he was touring Greece, he decided he'd try his hand at singing. So he put on oh. some performances. And when he was singing, it was forbidden for people to leave. Now, this, <laughs> I've said this before about Suetonius and how this is my favourite thing from him, but I think this is my new favourite quote from him. Go. Okay. So he's just mentioned that people were not allowed to leave the theatre. <laughs> Whereupon it is said that some women gave birth to children there, while many, who were worn out with listening and applauding, secretly leapt from the wall since the gates of the entrance was closed, or feigned death and were carried out as if for burial. That's quite hilarious. <laughs> it's Imagine it's been going on for weeks. There are people there just going, I'm jumping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, Ron, I'm going for it. Yeah, I've, I've and poor going, oh, I feel so ill. Ugh, I'm dead. Carry me out. <laughs> Please, God, carry me. Yeah. For the love of Jupiter, carry me out. I just, just the idea that women were giving birth. Yeah. I'd like to go on... Nine-month-long concert. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to go on further. Conception to birth all happened in that oh, one concert. Possibly university education. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the idea that all that could happen. I mean, how long was this performance? Well, that's a long performance. <laughs> so I think this, this shows how much of a pinch of salt we need to take with all of this. Because, but, you know... But... This is more juicy and interesting. Exactly. So let's go for it. Yeah. He put on week-long concerts. Let's just say that. Nine-month-long concerts. Nine-month-long concerts he put on. Singing constantly. People died left, right and centre. They yeah. were falling all Babies over the place. popping out all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the mess. <laughs> oh, it would be hideous. Right. He was also known to dress up in disguise. This was a bit earlier on in his reign. Yeah. Um, and sneak out at night. And he'd go to taverns and, and I quote, walk about the streets in sport that was not devoid of mischief. He essentially would mug people and throw them in the sewers. Oh, that... Uh... You know, there you are, you're walking home after a hard day and suddenly you're clobbered over the head, dragged into an alley, you look up. There's <laughs> your emperor. Is that you, emperor? No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so 
he did that for a while until one day he was nearly beaten to death whilst he was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously tried Picked to on the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, so he stopped doing that after that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, oh, banned... sir, you've got a black eye. Why? What happened to you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, he met a man called Sporus after Popeye died. Yeah. Had him castrated Ooh. and then married him. What? Yeah. Um, apparently some people said he reminded him of his wife. So he mar- married a man? Yeah. Um, whether it was because he was gay or bisexual, we don't really know. Whether he was but... trying to replicate his wife. But he also then married another man, but he acted the part of the wife during the ceremony. So maybe it was his, just his love of dressing up and acting. He just wanted to play a wife for a while. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, he then killed his stepson, Papier's son, who was still young and would play with his friends pretending to be the emperor. So a small little boy going, oh, I'm going to be the emperor. Nero saw that as a threat and had him killed. Ooh. Yes. Oh, that, oh that's, yeah. that's harsh. I once, when I was a kid, I was a soldier. Yeah. Glad nobody saw me. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Um, he ordered that his slaves drown him when they went fishing one day. So a little boy, oh, I get to go fishing today. No, dear. Oh, that's, that's Caligula there. He once took a child fishing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, you see, I mean, humanity. it is getting a bit Caligula-y. Yeah. Yeah. And now we finally get to my favourite. He killed his mother. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is a brilliant story. Now, I'm going to start off by saying we don't know how much of this is true, and yeah. there's several different versions, but I'm just going to tell, tell my favourite version of this story. Yeah, please do. So, he decides he's going to poison his mum. Yeah. So he calls upon Lacusta... Yep, the poison Yeah, wrench. poisoner. I didn't actually read that anywhere, but I'm assuming that's who we go to. Oh, yeah, she relied on um, Yeah, yeah, worked well before. Dissolving jaw. Good yeah. Um, and figures out a way to poison Agrippina. Yeah, but eat it. Agrippina has cleverly been taking antidotes for a long time, so she is immune to the poisons. Ah. Attempt one, failed. Oh. Okay. So... Attempt two. Nero thinks, goes back to the drawing board, maybe he got some of his friends around and they had a yeah. meeting, how do we kill this person? Like a big, black, big blackboard, yeah. like, a, like a corporate board meeting. Yeah. Someone at the back says, stabby stabby. Nero's having none of this. No, no, no. we need to be more elaborate than this. No. I'm an emperor, yeah. damn it. So, he starts drawing a picture of a bed, and it's like, oh, kill him in his sleep, no, and then mm. he starts drawing the walls, what are we doing here? Then he starts drawing the ceiling with lots of mechanisms. <laughs> what, what, what's going on here? Mission Impossible style. He's designing a ceiling that falls in on the room. Agrippina goes to bed in this room. It, it doesn't yeah. say what room or how she gets there. <laughs> Agrippina goes to bed. Uh, the ceiling falls in on her, but she manages to wedge herself beside the couch so it doesn't kill her. That's ridiculously elaborate. Yeah. Attempt two failed. That's... What? <laughs> What? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? That's that's almost unbelievably ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it probably isn't true. No. I mean, it probably is unbelievable. Like, hey, mum, do you come and sleep in here? Why is the ceiling wobbly and moving? <laughs> what's, what? that, what's that creaking noise? Just yeah. go to sleep, mother. Oh, it, it just came down a little bit. What's what's going on? Doesn't matter. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Attempt three. Oh. Back to the drawing board. Rub off all those. Yeah. Nero starts drawing a ship, someone at the back goes, stabby, stabby, no, we're not doing it. I'm the emperor, damn it. Plan C, starts drawing a boat, and then right. starts drawing lots of mechanisms on the boat. Yes, that's right, it's a boat that falls apart when it's been out at sea. 
she can swim, can't she? <laughs> <laughs> so um, he invites Agrippina over. They make up, and then he says, "Oh, off you go, off on your boat. No, no, not that boat. On no, that boat. On that, that one. one. Yes, I know you didn't come over on that boat, but you're going home on that yeah. one. No, yes, you are going on the rickety one on that yes, boat. Go on, on. It's fine. Go. So on the boat she goes over the sea, and the boat falls apart. Oh no! So she jumps in the water. And she swims and she swims yeah. and she swims and she gets to the shore. Oh. Attempt three failed. Oh. See, th this is showing you where simplicity wins. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Little addendum to that story. Um, Agrippina's, one of Agrippina's slaves, um, who was a woman, jumped off the boat as well. Not realising this was an assassination attempt, and mm. it being dark, started shouting, I'm the Empress, I'm the Empress, save oh. me. So the men on board beat her to death with oars. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. That backfired. Yeah. Right, so. Oh, man. Back to the drawing board, attempt four. Right, so, come on, guys, we're running out of ideas now. Come on. <laughs> we need something stupid and elaborate. Yeah, so there I start some, drawing something again, and finally that guy at the back just pushes his way to the front, holds out a sword and says, look, I will go and stab her. Just yeah. let me do stabby stabby. Oh, I prefer, like, a big a big poster with a big knife on. Like, <laughs> sharp pointy bit goes in here. Okay, yeah. if I do that, she will die. Can I? So eventually Nero lets out a big sigh. Oh, go on then. So attempt four... Stabby stabby, she's dead. So, probium crasium. I, I'm I'm thinking quite a higher end here. I'm thinking so like almost up to seven. It's nowhere near Caligula, but it's it's just ridiculous and parts of it. Yeah, I mean it's not Caligula, but it is still very impressive. Isn't yeah. It? I want to give him seven. You're gonna go say I'm even more impressed, I'm going eight. Are you? Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go for eight. Let's go for it. Let's go for a total of fifteen. Then. Fifteen for a probium crasium. That's not bad. Successes. He was the last of the Julii Claudians. That's not a good sign. No, he didn't have an heir. He didn't have a child, did he? No, he didn't have he an heir. He killed the one he was going to have. Yes. So that's not very successful. And that's a big one. It is, yeah. It's very big. He brought the end to his line and he started a civil war because of it. But he did do some smaller things that were quite successful. My favourite is his golden house. Now, this is after the fire, remember? Oh, yes, where he, like, yeah. Yeah, and he builds the Golden House. This is why people suspect he started it, because <laughs> what he builds afterwards is amazing. Mm. He flattens the entire of central Rome yeah. and builds this massive park. It's huge. It's got fields, cornfields, lakes, woods. It's got all sorts in it. It's about the same size as Hyde Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, or for our American li listeners, that's about a third of Central Park, which is a big space. Yeah, in, I've been there. It's big. Yeah, so in a small ancient city, that is huge. Yeah, um, wow. In this, he builds his golden house. <laughs> it must have been a spectacular sight. Mm. Um, it had an entrance area with a statue of Nero. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. What do you think was special about this statue? Was it gold? It was gold, and it was also taller than Christ the Redeemer in Rio. Whoa, my goodness. Yeah, it was almost the same size as the Statue of Liberty. In the house? No, no, this was like the entrance area. To okay. The, to the, <laughs> that would be a tall room. <laughs> that, like the skills to do that now, Yeah. Something... without machinery. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, it's insane. 120 feet. 120 feet? 120 feet. It was... That's four blue whales. No, it's not. 
hang on. Let's divide that by three. That's four blue whales. That's impressive. That's probably how we ordered it. I want a statue of four <laughs> blue whales high, please. Um, yeah, it's insanely impressive. Um, it was a colossal statue. It was built just where the Colosseum was future in future built, and that's why it's called the Colosseum. Really? Nothing to do with the size of the Colosseum. No. It was built next to the colossal statue. Ah, uh, oh. Yeah. So that, that's pretty successful. Yeah, that is. Um, I'm not finished. Um, the <laughs> dining rooms in the house had revolving ceilings. Re what? Why? They just did. And one of the dining rooms, all of it revolved, apparently, continuously. Now, this sounds quite fantastical, but... Set. A lot of slaves <laughs> moving that around. <laughs> Push! <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, no, there is, there is some evidence to suggest that perhaps water was used... Um, Pressure okay. To so rotate. Wow. Yeah. So rotating rooms. Aqueduct. Yeah. Central awesome. heating. This was a hugely impressive structure. Wow. That it had pipes that sprinkled perfume on guests as they walked into rooms. Stop! <laughs> my eyes. My eyes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this most amazing house that had ever been built in yeah. history to that point was built. Nero walks in and says, "Finally, I'm starting to be housed like a human being." Because <laughs> before I lived like an animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, this is Nero overdramatic. Yeah. Everything was Perfect. like that. Yeah. Um, well, wow. His tour of Greece was very successful because he took part in 1,808 1, games. 1,108? 1, yes. Um, some of the tournaments he'd missed, so he just ordered that they'd have them again. But and, I won! <laughs> and he took took part in 1,808 individual games. How many times do you think it came first? He's the emperor, I imagine, every single time. Yes, every single time. <laughs> he won the gold medal, not that they had them back then. 1,808 times he won. Well done, Nero. Well done, that's pretty successful, Nero. That is. When he got back to Rome, he put on almost a triumph. It wasn't an official one, but it was essentially a triumph to celebrate. I was going to say, he probably could have worn all his medals. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three tons worth. So, I mean, that's successful. Or a hedge of morals. Himself. That's very successful. Yeah. And that's about it, really. He built a very impressive house. Um, he cheated at lots of games. He, he might cheated? not have been despised. Sorry, he won. He won lots won. of games. Yeah, so that that's 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 about it really. That's all pretty impressive to be honest. That's pretty successful. Now the bad, however, oh. the empire didn't grow at all. Mm. He used up all the money. He was hated so much by pretty much everyone at the end that everything descended into civil war, and the end of the Julii Claudian family happened because of him. Okay. You stack that against a nice house, it starts looking less impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but I would argue it's not just a nice house. That's a an awesome house. It's oh, it genuine is. awe. Yeah, yeah. It. that is amazing. It's such a shame that statue did not survive. It's all pomp and circumstance, really, isn't it? Yeah. The house. It's kind of just... It's, it's when... You, it's, it's trying to show how successful you are, perhaps, when you know you're not that successful in terms of no growth. Yeah. Everyone hates you. You've used all the money to build this massive house and statue. And everyone hates me. And I don't have an heir. But I've got a massive statue. Massive. There's a Freudian thing there, isn't he? Yeah. Check out the size of my statue. Yeah. But sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, um, go I'll on, I'm pointing that for. Three. Yeah, I was thinking three. It's, oh, it's not snap. that impressive, is it? No. It's yeah. Initially, kind of, whoa, it's quite good, but no. Yeah, I do love that house, though. 
It's a good house. I would love to have seen it. Maybe we could put the house into the Colosseum for all our emperors. Ooh, they can live in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from here on, then that is now the um, the Colosseum house. Yes, it's where the where emperors. they go to wait the playoffs. Yeah. In the Colosseum. Yes. Caligula will need his own room. Yes. Nice big big padded padded room. <laughs> Okay, on to the next round then. Imogen, faces. His hair was yellowish. Okay. His body full of spots and freckles. Ooh. His eyes grey and dull, his neck thick, his belly prominent, his Ooh, legs that. slender, so a bit like a frog, <laughs> and his health excellent. He had his hair cut in rings, one above another, and he let it grow long behind. He had a mullet. He had a mullet. Yay! And this time, and I've never noticed, I've seen so many statues of Nero before, and I've never noticed, he, they've actually got the mullet in the statues. Oh, they have. They have. Look. Look at his chin. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. There we go. Big reveal. Oh, he's a porker. <laughs> Look at him. Wow, okay. So he's got he's got quite a rounded face, um, quite a prominent nose, quite a big sloping forehead, to be honest, as well. Quite wild hair, quite a long hair as well. There's yeah. Short from, he's got... In one side, he's got hair, kind of like a, a chin strap, um, facial hair, looks like. Yeah, that just looks like he couldn't be bothered to shave in yeah. the morning. Um, but yeah, quite a big, big double chin. And quite Big double quite chin. Porky. Big nose. He's not, he Awful doesn't look that mother. impressive. He really doesn't. I, it, it's just, it's not a good look, is it? It's, it's not. It's, no. No, I'm not impressed with that at all. No, I mean, he's going to definitely earn at least one point because he's got a mullet. I'd say that's probably two points. Possibly even two points, but apart from that... No, I, I'm not impressed with that at all. That doesn't strike me as impressive or looking quite good. No, what are you going to go for? This is out of five, isn't it? Or we divided by four? We divide by four, so it's out of ten, and we divide by four. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it two, yeah. Two for the mullet? Yeah. I'm going to do two for the mullet, so that's four divided by four. Hang on. Uh, hang on. That is the calculator out. One. One. Okay. One. He has a grand total of one image of facial. Which is possibly our lowest so far. Oh, no, look. Um, Tiberius also had one. Ah, okay. And also had a mullet. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. It's the mullet that wins it. I love the fact that two out of five emperors so far sported mullets. That's a scary statistic, isn't it? It is. That's <laughs> correlation causation, I think. <laughs> We'll see how long this continues. Oh dear. Right, okay, final round. Temple completed. He became emperor in October 54 and died in June 68. 54 to 68? Oh, that's that is not bad. 13 years and 7 months. That is not actually too bad. That is just off Claudius. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. So, if you type that through our calculator, that is a score... Of 1.69. 1.69. Got that. Okay. Yeah. But does he have a certain Genesisar? Does he have a certain Genesisar? What's your gut feeling? I want to hear what your feeling is first. My gut feeling is yes, because he's so well known. He's had an impact, hasn't he? He's not impressive. He's really not. But he's got that. Everyone's heard of Nero. He's got a coffee shop. <laughs> He's got. There's a character in Star Trek, the new reboot film called Who's a Romulan called Nero. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. I, I say I. I'm thoroughly unimpressed by him. Are you? I was. I was expecting another Caligula when I started my research. Because yeah, I anticipated that. Though. I know Caligula and Nero were the crazy emperors, and all I saw throughout my week of looking. <laughs> 
was a boy who didn't grow up, who loved to <laughs> act and was over dramatic all the time. Yes. And when it all started to fall apart, he killed himself, or at least tried to, and had someone kill him. <laughs> he, yes, he did some terrible things. Which is always good. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he did some awful things. But he, I think to get Jeanne Cissar, you really need to excel in something. And I don't think he excelled in anything. Caligula excelled in being crazy. Augustus mm. excelled in being successful. Nero, what, what's he excelled Well, he had, he had the impact of... He's got the Colosseum named after the massive house and the statue that he had built. That's that's a, a standing thing. Give We the, all know that. Give the emperor who built the Colosseum Jeanne Cissar, then... Not, not Nero. He but it's named after it. Yeah, but that's because it happened. It to probably wouldn't have been there before that. There's a statue nearby, so what? I, I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely because everyone's heard of Nero as an emperor. But the whole fiddling we... in Rome thing. He fiddled himself in Rome. <laughs> but he didn't. I know he didn't, but he probably <laughs> didn't do lots of things that we say he did. Yeah, that, well, that's another point. Even the fun stuff we've talked about probably didn't happen. So he's probably even more mundane than we've made out. But I say he's heard about. People know him. But heard should him. we use that? We're, we're, we're breaking the tradition with this podcast. We're moving away from what's generally accepted. Right. I, I think we need to do... We, we need to do it. We do. Right, a few weeks ago I made a coin. For this very occasion. If we didn't agree. And I didn't just disagree just so we could use it. <laughs> you know, I was still quite passionate that I think he should be put in. Uh, on one side it's got um, a Jeanne César stamp. Yeah. The other side has the lion. Yeah. I'm going to flip it. If it lands the lion, he's going to be sent to lions. He'll just be eaten. I can't believe we're using the coin on Nero. You, you can't honestly believe you. I, I, no, I, I genuinely do. Because he, he's so he's well known. He's not. He's rubbish. He can sing. He can dance. So? He has... Everyone knows who he is. He's Fine, had that impact. Right, use the coin. Use the coin. What are you going to go for? Ask, any, ask anyone about Emperor. They'd, they'd, they'd mention Nero. Yeah, but they, they, they don't know. They don't know how rubbish I he is. I didn't know. Yeah, now you do. So you should be <laughs> Right, well, well, I'll... Right, go on then. I'll, I'll flip it. Flip it. What are we going to go for? Oh, and it is... Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is Damn. the lions. Nero... It is the lion. You are going to the lions. So no Genesis are this week. <sighs> fine. Right. I, I, st- I disagree with the coin, but that's fine. I hate that coin. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> made it was an idiot. Yeah. Um... Okay, well, that's this week. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that because, like, yeah, because I assumed Nero's a lot more successful than he actually was. It just yeah, turns out I, he was. A, I, I still think he should be going to see him, but <laughs> I'm not letting it go. Okay. But I understand why people wouldn't want to. Fair enough. Right, before we leave, got a couple of thank yous, a couple of shout outs. Yeah. Um, first one, um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a message from a guy that started a, a visual podcast. Yes. See, we're a one dimensional podcast, we're just audio. He's got audio and visual. That's two dimensions. Yes, he's, uh, it's called Empty Bottle Studios Historical Videos on YouTube. So, Empty Bottle Studios Historical Videos on YouTube. And he's doing lots of um, kind of visual podcasts about the Emperors and the Caesars as well. He's doing um, the Emperor's Report Card series, which is quite good. So, talking about yes. the Emperors. I watched his Caesar one. Very light-hearted. Nothing yeah. too serious, but fun to watch. So go and check that out. Yeah, and he learns stuff as well. Um, I also want to thank uh, Jeffrey Lang as well. He's from, um, from the States. And he said uh, he listened to our first episode. Yes. And he said he really enjoyed learning about the flaming phallus. Who wouldn't Who enjoy wouldn't? that? Who I think wouldn't? that's probably the only thing he remembered from that episode. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Scott Lone as well. Um, he sent you he, he sent here by the life of Caesar. 
Ah, yes. Podcast. Thank you very much to the Life of Season yeah. podcast. Thank you to Ray and Cam for giving us a plug. Yeah. Really helpful. Yeah, thank you um, very much. And and Scott, you know, sent Scott over here and he, he said he liked it. He said we're doing really well, which is nice. So thank you for that nice, nice message there. Uh, but you did say one of us, you, sounds like uh, Rick from The Young Ones. Yeah, I'm not convinced, but... I even went on YouTube to get a best of Rick from the old ones. <laughs> I saw that as well. <laughs> did you yes. think that as well? Did you? <laughs> I just watched it going, oh, I've not seen the young ones for years. Do I sound like that? Do I? Oh, maybe I do. You can get in contact with us, and please do. It's great to hear from you. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, Totalis yeah. Ranking Podcast. And on Twitter, Totalis Ranking Podcast on there as well. We update we pictures and yeah. give information and say random things. Okay, until next time, Galba, goodbye. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to Totalis Ranking on the Road. Um, Jamie here in Gijon. I'm in Spain, um, and I've had the fortunate opportunity to meet Emperor Augustus himself, and he's invited me to an interview. So, um, Emperor Augustus, uh, what's it like being Emperor? Okay, a bit of a stony silence. Um, Are you enjoying your holidays in Spain? Okay. Um, well, it's nice speaking to you. Thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity, and we hope you have a good holiday. This is Jamie from Totalis Rankium, out. Hello, welcome to, this is Jamie Ald with Totalis Rankium on the road. Um, day seven, I've unfortunately not been able to find any more Roman emperors, um, but this was a working, hol- uh, well, a working tour, not holidays, working tour. I spent all the time, you know, looking for emperors. All the cocktails and beer was completely coincidental. Coincidental, I didn't know. Um, that's true. Wine is wine is Roman. Thank you. That's um, Becky. She's an honorary Totalis Francium member. For um, I saw a statue which looked like uh, an ancient Roman emperor, but it turned out to be a, uh, a Spanish uh, captain of some ship. And there's another guy on a horse, but he was yeah a bit later than Roman emperor. So I've tried my hardest, but I only managed to find one. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm away again in August on another working tour, so I'll, I'll do my best to find some more. I went to Italy, so that might help quite a lot. Over and out.